Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of True Myths, One Lie, the game show in the form of a podcast all about myths, urban legends, conspiracies, all of the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and the way that the game works is three stories are going to be told, two of which are from someone, someone today, that claims that these stories are real. And one that is completely made up it is up to my guests and everyone at home to try and figure out which story is the lie. Today's first guest has something that he needs to say to today's second guest. Ryan McCauley, please <laughs> say something to Andrew Heinlein. Happy birthday. <laughs> Dan, yeah, thank so, you. Um, I, it hit me today while we were eating lunch. <laughs> Anthony mentioned birthdays and I was like, Oh my God! I forgot to wish Andrew happy birthday. Oh my God! You know, I, I knew I didn't notice because your girlfriend said happy birthday to me. So it was like you both did. I just figure like if she one of you me. says it, yeah, you it's like it. you both say it. Well, today's third guest, my brother Christopher Manella, said happy birthday on time. I did. Thank you. Thank you for that. Of course. I was wait. I was here on my birthday. You both saw me on my birthday. Yeah, you were True, here. On but your I did birthday. text you before anyway. We are going to take a quick little break, and after our break, we'll get into today's topic. We will be right, right back. back. And we, we are back. back. All right, guys. Well, wow, that was good. Today's topic is Krampus. Cra- <laughs> <laughs> that- I hate to tell you, but you missed that one. You missed oh, yeah. the episode. I thought well, I was supposed to be here every week. I thought Andy's back. Yeah, yeah, but then you went missing for a week still. <laughs> Andy, what's going on? <laughs> Get it together. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> today's topic is crazy childhood stories. However, all of today's crazy childhood stories were sent in by the same person. And it's someone that we have known for a super, super long time now. He is a friend of the channels. It is Bob. He's Jillian and Addy's dad. I'm sure most of my viewers are familiar with the Jillian and Addy YouTube channel. Bob from that channel has given us some absolutely crazy stories that have happened to him, or at least two of them have. The third one he made up. Now, what's fun is that I asked him not to tell me which one is the fake one. So today I will be playing along with my guests and we are all going to try and pick these stories apart and find out which story is the lie. There's oh some my. really, there's some pretty crazy stuff he, in here. He looks like a writer. Oh, he is. Bob, I'm scared. I think Bob is going <laughs> to yeah, write some I'm really scared. good stories. <laughs> I, now, I think Ryan's at a disadvantage. You've never met Bob. Yeah, that's what I was telling Anthony earlier. I'm like, I have the most disadvantage here because I've never actually met him. Right. So you guys, you guys are really, it, it kind of, there's, there's like an interesting one. dynamic, right? Because you guys know him, so you can draw on that, but maybe it also helps that I don't know him and I have yeah. an outside perspective. Yes. Yeah. You know what's scary? He knows us all so well. I know. He's mysterious. Bob, <laughs> you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> he does know us all so well, and that's why I'm skeptical. I'm scared. Skeptical about what? Of a specific story. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to give... I don't want my, my opinions to influence your opinions, so I'm actually going to save most of my thoughts until the end and uh, hear what you guys have to say first. Guys, I knew this was going to be a difficult episode, so I brought a saving grace. Togepi! <laughs> wow, look at that! For audio listeners, wow. Tog just pulled out a Togepi plush, and it wow. is magnificent and beautiful and lucky. Squish Squash! No! <laughs> Stop. Leave and, it alone. And if you've seen the previous episodes about what squish squash means, you know that it's bad news. Squish squash is super effective. <laughs> story number one. He calls this story 
the Woodsway Cave. So there was a large park that was in walking distance from his house. It had swimming pools, it had large tennis courts, it had ball fields, so on and so forth. Him and his brother used to walk to this field all the time. I didn't know he had a brother. Wait a second. Andrew, you you for sure know this. <laughs> he's one of 11 siblings. Oh my oh, God, sorry. Andrew. Wait a second. He has 11 siblings? He's one of 11, There's yes. 11 Bobs That's walking insane, around. That's though. I go to the same Christmas party every year and I see the same relatives and I go there and I have no idea who they are. All right, fair. I think I'm going to remember that Bob has a bro- not only one brother, but possibly 10. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter because at the end, Anthony will help us anyway. Yes. So there was a shortcut that they liked to take to get to this park. It was to go through the woods at a little dead end street by their house. Now, their mother did not like them taking this way because hippies liked to hang out in there and smoke in there. And they even heard a story once of a man being seen running around through those woods, through those trails with a knife. But... It saved them about 10 minutes on their walk, so they still took this way a lot of the time. So one day, they found a side trail that went up behind the tennis courts, and there was a vine that they found back there that they used to swing from. It hung over a ravine, and they would do this and hold on tight because if you fell, it was a nasty fall until one day they found out that this thing was cut down probably for safety reasons. Now, they also found these old drainage pipes that it did not take them long to discover that if you threw rocks at this thing, it made a really loud noise like a gong. One day, they actually were throwing rocks at it and they heard a cop car come and slow down and they ran and hid into the woods. They were sure that they were going to get caught and arrested, but the cop car drove away. So one day when he was 13 years old, him and his brother ran into two other kids that they know from school. Their names are Brian and John. They ran into them in the woods and they said to uh, Bob and his brother, guys, we just found this huge cave down there. It's creepy looking. It's old and scary. Um, And the entrance is covered by some boulders, but I think we can get in there. We tried to sneak in, but we saw a huge spider at the entrance, so we didn't go in. And Bob and his brother were like, ah, we don't believe you. So Bob and his brother made Brian and John show them this huge cave. They go down to the cave. Sure enough, There it is. There's this huge cave covered by some boulders, and they think, okay, we should probably investigate this. So Bob and his brother get the idea to take this lighter that they found in a parking lot and use that to light their way through the cave. So the biggest kid, Brian, goes into the cave first, and Bob is the last one to go in. So the first few feet of this passageway opened up to be about the size of the interior of a van. And they were surprised to see that there were graffiti on the walls inside of this cave. So they clearly were not the first ones in here. They keep walking and eventually they find this weird looking like anatomy chart poster as if it was stolen from like a science classroom. And the eyes on the anatomy chart poster were burnt out by like a cigarette (laughs) and someone drew horns on the thing and it gave it a super super creepy appearance so that one kid Brian must have not liked the poster it must have freaked him out a little bit because he picks up a rock and he chucks it at the poster they thought that the poster was like the end of the cave that's where it ended but the rock went through the poster and they realized oh my gosh this rock is bouncing this cave keeps going so they all started taking turns throwing rocks at this poster, hearing the rocks bounce past it, when all of a sudden, 
they can swear that they hear someone shuffling around back there, some sort of noise, someone makes some sort of cough. So they all stopped, turned and looked at each other and they were like, did we all just actually hear that? Is there actually something back there? Next thing they know, they hear this crazy, creepy voice screaming, get out of here! And they all sprint out of the cave. Thankfully, Bob was the first one in, uh, the last one in. Speedy boy. So, so he was the first one out and he gets out of there. They all sprinted all the way home. So they never went back to the cave, but they did tell other people what happened to them. And one other kid that they told said that they had seen like a homeless man with an army jacket that used to hang out around there. Um, and it might have been him that was living in that cave. It's homeless man. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I remember this now. I do remember that. Story confirmed true they by were homeless rocks man. And my friend. <laughs> so this one's true. We can move on now. Uh, that's it. That's that is the end of story number one. I'm gonna give you guys okay. some time to discuss. I would like to say some things. Go, yes, Christopher. I have never seen a cave. <laughs> I have not seen a cave. Well, they found one, and they went. Have in you guys it. seen a cave? A, a cave? I've I've seen a cave like before. A cave. <laughs> But like just randomly stumbled like, upon a cave. A no. caveman cave. It so, was like there were boulders covering the entrance. That seems like a video game to me. I know, I know. It it's, does. It's like a stereotypical story. But so like I don't know. Like when I was a kid, like I used to go walking like through like the woods. Like yeah. me and Danny used to like ride our bikes through the woods, and like we found like weird things. And like a cave. I don't know if I would say like a cave. That's probably just how he's describing it. But you know how like they have like random like cement structures that you could like walk into. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like where it's mm-hmm. like. It used to be something yeah. that's not anymore. I, I feel like I can believe this. I uh, I also was like just entertained by the story. Also the, the poster part. Like how big is this poster that it didn't show the rest of the cave? Yeah. Right? I think that the introduction to this story, the whole backstory of him and his brother cutting through the woods and stuff, I think that is real. Yeah. And I think it's possible that that was put in place there as something that's real to then make us believe the second part which I think right. could be fake. I have to hear the other stories. I have a feeling. Yeah. I, I saw how, uh, how much words there are that he's going to do that for each story. So the story for me is 100% plausible. believable. It's very mm-hmm. plausible, but it's also very like Bob to write something that's very plausible. I, I know going into this that Bob is... He's a writer. He might. He may yeah, be weird, as Andrew says, <laughs> but... Not my opinion, Andrew's opinion, <laughs> but Bob is a smart guy. I've been able to tell that much, even though I don't know him personally. So I expect that Bob is going to make this episode very difficult for us. It's not going to be obvious. You want to hear how smart he is? We're going to get into story number two. Story number two. So in the seventh grade. What a segue. <laughs> wow. I was just going to say the same thing. So in the seventh grade, Bob was selected to be one of four kids to represent his school in the preliminary round of the Scripps National Spelling Bee, which was a huge, huge deal to him because a few years prior, one of the kids from his exact school won and they won a thousand dollars and a color TV. Once again, this was the 80s, so this was a big deal. The kid also won a plaque that hangs in the school to this day. He says that he didn't necessarily have a photographic memory, but if he had seen the word before, he can spell it right. However, in theory, the uh, spelling bee competition can take from any word in the dictionary, right? So he really needed to do some prep work. So he was staying after school 
every single day and going through a bunch of words in the dictionary and making sure that he knew how to spell them. I feel like this story is just it here so Bob can just flex on everybody. Congratulations, you can spell Bob. So what if I only passed one spelling test in elementary school? <laughs> Joke's That's on you, Bob. Only 10,000 people are going to see this video. Can we just point out that what Andrew said is true? He only passed one spelling test in all of elementary school. Correct. So typically, Bob would take the bus home from school, but since he's staying after, there were no after-school buses. He had to walk. He only lived about a mile away from the school, so that's not that big of a deal. One day, however... He's walking down this very, very narrow pathway. It, there isn't even really like a sidewalk on this particular part of the block. It's just like a little narrow path. And there's this big man that's coming towards him. So he's overweight. He's got red curly hair, a long beige trench coat, and he's wearing these really, really thick glasses that through the glasses made his eyes look all stupid. And a metal lunchbox in his hand that kind of looked like a mailbox. This man is like huffing and puffing and walking towards him, and Bob went to go move off of the pathway to let this man shuffle past him. The guy stops instead of shuffling past him. He just kind of stops there and stares at Bob, and he goes... So, uh, you see the Steelers game the other day? And Bob was like, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Of course I did. And they talked about this for a little while. Bob made some very polite responses in return. And Bob didn't think anything of this man from the start. But, uh, eventually they went their separate ways. So day two, same thing. Bob is coming home after school from practicing at the spelling bee. And he sees the same man walking on that same narrow pathway. This time the guy says, like, oh, like, why are you coming home from school this late? Bob explains that he's practicing for the spelling bee. They talked about that for a little while. Flexing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the top of my class. <laughs> <laughs> they went their separate ways. So day three. This time, things are a little bit different. Bob is walking home. That same narrow pathway. I think he'd learned to take a different path by this <laughs> point. He's the same man. Well, Bob didn't think anything of this man until this day. This is when things get a little bit weird. The man starts trying to make small talk about Steelers again, a little bit of sports chit-chat, but the man seemed distracted. He seems like his mind was elsewhere, and his eyes are shifting all over the place, and he's looking at cars every time they pass by and he looks really, really suspicious. That's when Bob also notices that this man is standing significantly closer to him than he has been the past couple of days. And Bob says that he can remember this guy's breath smelling like rotten bananas and his forehead was sweating like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not funny. If this really happened, Bob, I'm so sorry. His forehead was sweating like crazy, even though it was like a cool fall afternoon. That's Wait, when- he smell like bananas? His Run breath. Bananas. Oh, his bananas. <laughs> this guy takes that lunchbox, and he holds it up, and he says to Bob, You see this? I have a gun in here, and tomorrow I'm going to kill you. And Bob wasn't sure if this guy was serious or joking at first, but after staring into his like cold blue eyes for a little bit, he realized, oh my gosh, this guy is completely serious right now. And Bob sprinted away as fast as he could. And he turned around to see that the guy was just walking down the path as if nothing had just happened. He gets home 
He tells his parents what had just happened. They call the police. The police come. They ask him some questions. And the police say, all right, the next day we're going to send someone out there. And we're going to go to that exact pathway. And we're going to see if we can find this guy. Bob doesn't want to miss his spelling practice, though. So he still stays after. But his mom says, I'm going to either pick you up or find people to come pick you up every single day. You're not walking home anymore. That next day, the police say, we didn't see him. We were on that pathway by that pathway at the same time, and there was no one there, which Bob found very, very hard to believe because like the past few days, that dude showed up like clockwork. The police offered to give Bob a ride in their police car and go by the pathway and see if they can find him. So that's what they did. And Bob was so confident that they were going to find that man there. And they did not see him. The police checked that same spot every single day after that. And guess what? They never found him. And to this day, Bob has no idea if anyone even believes him anymore because this man was never found. But if he thinks about it, he can still feel that cold autumn day. He can still smell that man's rotting banana breath, and it still freaks him out. And that is the end of story number two. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. I have something to say immediately. Bob is trying to play with our emotions. Oh, no. I don't even know if anyone believes me anymore. <laughs> That's the exact thing. Oh, my God. I don't believe you either. That's the exact thing I was going to say. so right. He's right? trying to pull He's trying to pull you that. You think we're sensitive, Bob? We've been on the... We're veterans of this show. I'm talking right to you. Which camera do I look at? Any of them. Bob, we got you. Also, I just thought it was very strange that the guy would not just kill him right then and there. Why is he like... I'm going to come back tomorrow and kill you. I have a gun right now, but I'm not going to use it. I'll just kill you tomorrow. Right. Maybe maybe this guy really was there, but I don't think like the story that he made up about him like saying that with the gun is real. Maybe, maybe he saw that guy every day on his way home. Maybe they never even have a conversation, though. So, guys, today's mini game was also prepared by Bob. It's and- Guess Who, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think today's is really fun. I'm also playing along with the minigame. I don't know the answers to this. We, he calls it Bob's Jobs, Truth or Lie. Oh, that's so fun. he's going to list off some crazy jobs that he may or may not have actually had in his life. And we have to guess if he worked them or not. I'm just going to say, Bob, 10 out of 10 name for the minigame. Bob's Jobs. <laughs> I love it. That is. It is a really good name. So which of Bob's jobs are lies? Okay. Ready? The first one, steel mill worker. That's true. It's definitely true. Definitely true. Yeah. I think it's true as well. Has Bob ever been a blackjack dealer? Yes, absolutely. He's been a blackjack <laughs> black dealer. That would be dealer. so cool. True. All right. Let's do yeah. true. All right. Let's do true. Ice cream truck driver. Yes, oh. he was. I, this is this is one no. where I want to say it's also true. I want to say yes, but I don't think so. But like, I'm trying to imagine Bob even driving a vehicle, and I can't for whatever reason. I really don't. Think I can so. can't picture the, him driving a vehicle. No. That's what I said. What's you wrong with so? what I no. said? Tove says no. I think Bob is is too smart. He would get bored. I'll go with true. This next one, there's two ways that you can interpret it. Um, <laughs> has Bob ever been? A dishwasher. You could, you could maybe the machine <laughs> or maybe a person who washes dishes. However, you want to take that, you can. Bob was definitely the machine, but not. But he a was person not who a just person washes who washes dishes. I don't think no. he was a regular dishwasher. So we're putting false for that one. Um, has he ever been a cemetery worker? No. I want this one to be I know, true. I know. I know. Bob gets scared. Does he get scared? Does he? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He, I think he likes horror movies. Right? He's really yeah. into the horror. So, he really likes that. Potentially, I feel like I could see him wanting <clears throat> to do this, but I don't think he did. Right, I don't think so either. I think that's part of the trap. Has he ever been a carnival game worker? I can see that. He liked making, seeing people like enjoying themselves. All right, we'll put you. Has Bob ever been a short order cook? True. Has Bob ever been a stagehand? I think he has. I can see it, but I'll, I feel like I can say no. I want to say no too. I uh, hope he has a theater, local theater thing. Sounds like it would be up his alley, but I feel like he hasn't done it. That's what he did in school. Has he ever been a bowling alley worker? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. And has he ever been a mailman? I can see him walking around with like a mail satchel. I would not be surprised if mailman is true, but I yeah I think we've said true for so many. Let's just go false. Yeah. Let's just do it. All right. So I'm going to pull open. <clears throat> His answer key now. I just hope we got at least one right. Steel mill worker, we put true. It's true. Yeah! Blackjack dealer, we said true. It's true. Ice cream truck driver, we put true. It's false. I thought so. Dang. Dishwasher, we put false. It's true. It's at some point, he had to have been. Right, yeah. Cemetery worker, we put false. Ooh. It's true. What? what? But what do you do in a cemetery? I, I have some questions now. I'm going to ask him if he has stories on Yeah. That. Carnival game worker, we put true. He put false. I no. knew it. Short order cook, we put true. It's false. We're getting a lot wrong. We got the first two right. We fell apart. <laughs> All right. Stage hand. We put false, it's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Bowling alley worker. Please. We put true. Unfortunately, it's false. <laughs> Bob. If he was not a bowling alley worker, he definitely was in a bowling league. And yeah. there's no way you can convince me otherwise. I picture Bob in the bowling shoes right now. He Bob what I'm saying. had his own bowling ball. He probably still has it. <laughs> what if he doesn't like bowling? He does. He does. <laughs> and he doesn't I've, even I've never it's met him not, in person. It's not up to him. He likes even bowling. if he doesn't know he likes it. We know he likes it. We're going it. bowling with Bob. <laughs> Final one, mailman. We put false. He was a mailman. I knew it. Yeah, you were right. Bob has had some nutty jobs that I didn't realize. I have definitely some questions. We're gonna get into Bob's third story in just one second, but first we have to take a quick little break. We will be right back. And we are back. Okay, guys, are you ready to hear Bob's third story? Are you ready to tell Bob's third story? Am I ready to tell it? Oh, yeah. Story number three. He calls this the man in the black hat. In the house where Bob grew up, the youngest children would stay in the smallest bedroom in the top floor of the house. And even though there were 11 children in the house, the one particular bedroom that he stayed in, he still felt very like lonely and isolated. And that room always felt colder than all of the rest of the rooms in the house. Bob's earliest memory is waking up alone in his bed in that room and being terrified by these wailing sounds and seeing red lights and shadows dancing across the walls in the room. It wasn't until the next day when he told his mother what happened that his mother explained to him those were fire engines rushing to an emergency. Shadows are nothing to be afraid of. So night by night, he would lay in his bed watching the shadows on his walls dance from cars passing through the street. And instead of being afraid of the shadows, his mother would tell him, 
don't be afraid of them. Just think that these are happy people going on adventures somewhere every single night. Until one night when Bob swore that he saw a dark, shadowy figure of a man standing over his bed. Now, he couldn't clearly make out any facial features, but he could tell that it was a man. And it wore a tall, dark hat, and it looked like the hat had been, like, sat on and crumpled on the sides and then straightened out and put back on his head. But he remembered what his mother had said, figured this was just another one of those shadows, so he would close his eyes, and even though he was scared, he would go back to bed. And of course, when he woke up the next morning, there was nobody there. He told his mother what had happened. He said that he thought that someone had came to see him last night, and she said, oh, sometimes me and your father come and visit you at night. And that satisfied him for the moment. So at night, sometimes this man in this black hat would come and visit him in his bed, and he would just close his eyes and pretend to not be afraid and fall back asleep. So one night in particular stood out to him. The man in the black hat came to visit and Bob had this decorative birdcage that would hang from the light fixture in the room. And as the man in the black hat was leaning in, he saw it hit the birdcage and the birdcage nudged itself aside. And he remembers thinking, shadows don't do that. So some time goes by, eventually his younger brother is born and he moves from that bed that he was sleeping in to a different bed on the other side of the room. And once he switched beds, the man in the black hat stopped visiting him and he stopped thinking anything of it. But there is one particular memory that he has of his younger brother playing with his stacking cup toys. And his brother is saying over and over again, Mr. Hat, Mr. Hat, Mr. Hat. And he thought at the time that this was just the name that he gave like to his toys, to the cups. But looking back now, Bob is not so sure that his younger brother was talking about the cups. Many years later, Bob is now a teenager and he's helping his mom change some of the sheets on the bed and they're having conversations. And they get on the topic of their earliest memories. And Bob says to his mother, yeah, some of my earliest memories are about the red lights and the shadows dancing on my walls. Oh, and the man in the black hat that used to come and visit me at night. And his mother's eyes widen. She looks over at him and she says, who did you hear that story from? And he goes, no one. I, uh, I really used to see a man in a black hat that used to come and visit me in this bed. And she says, every single child who's ever slept in that bed has said that they've seen a man in a black hat come and visit them. His mother was very religious and she did hang a crucifix in that room and this thing never harmed any of them. For a while, she just thought that this was a phase that all the kids go through and eventually they stop seeing this man in the black hat. But Bob is pretty convinced that there was a man in a black hat and he's asked his other siblings before, hey, do you guys remember the man in the black hat? And he says that some of them have like a very vague memory of like maybe remembering something like that, but he's the only one that can really, really remember this. Because of this photographic he memory. made it up. Oh, I was just saying, because <laughs> of this photographic memory. To this day, sometimes he'll wake up in the middle of the night, and if he sees a weird shadow on the wall, he can't help but think about that man's hat nudging aside that birdcage, and him remembering, shadows don't do that. And that is the end of story number three. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. 
Go. Shadows don't do that. Well, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this no, one. I believe it. I'm not willing to write off any story. Out of the three, this is the one I'd look at the least. This one seems more real than the first one to me. I have thoughts on the other two stories. However, I do not think it's story three. I don't either. I, yeah, I think, yeah, we, I think neither, we, none of us really think it's three. Um, well, I'm going to recap all three stories. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll do some would. final... <laughs> as I, as I do I every episode. I forgotten them. <laughs> so story number one, the Woodsway Cave. Him and his brother used to take a shortcut to get to a park by their house. One day they run into two friends. They find this cave. They go investigate in the cave. They're looking out for spiders. They've got a lighter lighting the way. They see this weird anatomy poster. They throw rocks at it. Eventually they hear a voice yell at them to get out of here. Story number two, the lunchbox man. Bob was practicing every day after school for the spelling bee. He would walk home from school and he would run into the same man for three days in a row. On the third day, the man said, I have a gun in here. I'm going to kill you. And that man was never seen again. And then story number three, the man in the black hat. Bob slept in this one particular bed and Bob would be visited by this man in a black hat on some nights. And he'd just go to sleep and brush it off as a shadow until one night the shadow actually touched Bob's birdcage. Those are our three stories. Let's make our final decision. Okay, so I'm like rethinking about story one. I still don't think it's it's story one. Me neither. I think story one is the most tame. Out of the three, right? It's like the one that the least crazy thing happened. Yeah. It's the most believable. Right. Do you think that Bob was just writing to be super believable, though? I literally think anything is possible with Bob. I agree with what you're saying, but that brings me to the problems I have with number two. Like, some things just don't, like, make sense in my head. Okay, right? so what doesn't make sense to you? So be, like, he, he, there's a lot of details I cut out. So, so Bob is 13 years old, right? So... <laughs> This guy's probably taller than him, I would assume. So, like, how is he really, like, smelling his breath? I also just think it's interesting that he pointed out that he had the lunchbox, like, the first day. But, like, just threw it in as, like, a thought. Like, oh, he had a... He, when he described, like, he had that lunchbox, and he had it every day. And then the third day just happens to have a gun in his lunchbox. I think the if the gun was there the third day, it was, it was, there, there, it was there all there. three days. But yeah. that's that's the other thing, right? If it was there, you would hear something. I feel like, you know, if you saw me with a lunchbox, you wouldn't be like... There's a gun in there. You'd but it's a metal lunchbox, right? You'd hear clinking around. It's not It's not like it's... It was metal. described as a metal lunchbox? I believe so. That's a really good point. Metal on metal makes a very loud sound. I know. that. That's my point, though. I have problems with story number two. I don't have any problems with story number one that I could think of. I legitimately okay. think it could be any story. More so one or two yeah. than three. I'm, I'm honestly inclined to, to say that it's one. All I'm saying is that he said that the real things that have happened to him are crazy. The first one doesn't scream crazy to me. He said that they're they're hard to believe. And the first one is not hard to believe. I 100% believe the first one, still which leads me to think that that's fake. But that one's still crazy coming from the perspective of someone who was involved in it. To us, it doesn't seem that crazy. But what someone who experienced it and is telling the story, to them, it's crazy. All right, so you guys are feeling too? I, I can do two or one. I can't find evidence in story one. If someone can, I want to hear it. Because I don't feel comfortable picking story two still, but I just for, think it's... Well, caves. Caves are not real. Caves are <laughs> not real. Um, no, the thing for me was that story one had so much backstory. It sounded like he was trying to make it more believable. Oh, we found all these vines that we used to swing from. We used to throw rocks. There was found a, a lighter car. randomly. There was like all these extra details that yeah. related to nothing. All right. Here's the thing. If we don't pick one... I'm going to be so mad 
that if it is one, because then Anthony's going to be like, I was right. I knew it. I just feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, story number one, I feel like that backstory all ties in perfectly because why else would they be walking around in the woods to find a cave? But what about all that stuff about them throwing rocks, almost thinking they're getting arrested, f- swinging off of vines? I guess uh, here's, All right, here's my thought on that. When I was hearing all of that, it just felt like... Um, Reminiscing. Like reminiscing. Yeah, like childhood nostalgia. I actually was like an entertaining story. It felt like I was listening to him tell a story. Yeah. I mean, I would be willing to go too. You guys all want to go too. And I also I also really think two is very, very sketchy. Hands on hands on the Togepi. All right. Togepi for good luck. Bob, we are locking in. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) You do it, Andrew. I can't. You do it. You do it. Bob, we are locking in story number two as the fake story. Let me pull open his thing. Oh, no, it's definitely uh, not story number two. I swear if it's three. Uh, I, I won't be mad if it's three, but if it's one, I'll be mad. I'm going to be so mad if it's one. Guys, it was story number one. No way. Oh, come on, Bob. He said a few Bob. irrelevant details were true. There was a trail, a park, and a cliff. That's it. That's Wait, it. Okay, can there I- was no cave. Oh my God, Christopher was right. I knew it. Caves don't exist. <sighs> yeah. Um, I feel like I need to apologize for a lot of things I said in this video. <laughs> Called you weird. I told you that I didn't believe you. I, now that I hear that it's a true story, I believe you wholeheartedly. I could see that happening. But next time, write a better story or listen for a gun clicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> next time, if you see a strange man and he has a metal. Lunchbox, listen for a gun clinking around, because that really would have told us, you know, this is a real story. Bob, thank you for preparing this episode. It was actually really fun. Yes. Like, I actually enjoyed all the stories. Yes. These stories were nuts. For those of you who aren't aware, somehow, if you know us and you don't know the Jillian and Addy channel, then definitely go to the Jillian and Addy channel and subscribe to them. Their content is very in line with a lot of our stuff. We have a lot of very, very similar content, so if you like our channel, you will probably like their channel. That is about it. Thank you again to Bob from the Jillian and Addy channel for preparing this episode for us. These were great stories. This was a lot of fun. I really, really loved this episode, and I hope that everybody else enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, then make sure to give us a rate and review if you're listening wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to the podcast for free. It really helps us out. If you have stories of your own, send them my way, because we can make an episode out of your stories the same way that we made an episode out of Bob's stories. You can write the fake ones for lies, too. If you're watching the video version, make sure to give this video a like, leave a comment letting us know what you and subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss when we post new episodes. And that is about it. We'll see you guys again next week with a brand new episode. The first episode of the new year. Yeah, everyone, have a happy new year. Stay safe. We will see happy you guys year, again Bob. next year. I can't believe we ended Bob. 2021 with a loss. <laughs> what a bummer. Thanks a lot, Bob. Yeah, way to go. Way to ruin our but, year, Bob. I'm but happy think for of this. Him. We can only go up from here. That's true. And, and also we let him win. And we didn't lose our streak because Anthony helped us. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> and if it he wasn't made for, us lose. If it wasn't for Anthony, right. we would have had it. Right, That's right. what I'm saying. Meanwhile, I was the only one who was on to one. <laughs> did you hear something? I did not hear something. <laughs> did someone shut his mic off? <laughs> we will see you guys again next week with a brand new video. Bye, guys.